everyone, I'm Brooke. And I'm Jess. And this is Today I Learned Disney, a podcast where we each learn a new and interesting thing about Disney every week, and hopefully you learn something too. So this week, we're going to talk about a really cute little orange-headed guy who, if you visited any park, probably more in Florida, but still even in California a little bit, you see some of his merch around, you've seen the cutest little bird around. He's a dude around the orange bird. So today I learned where orange bird came from. And Jess, do you know which attraction orange bird was first associated with? I want to say Tiki Room. Yes. Is, Is that true? That's true. Yes. So the reason I sort of went down this rabbit hole of orange bird was, uh, because it is, the, it's the 55th anniversary of the Walt Disney Enchanted Tiki Room in Disneyland. This story is about Disney World, but Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room has been top of mind because of the 55th anniversary this week. Also, yesterday, I don't know if you saw, there was this incredible, these incredible pop toys of uh, Funko pop toys of Pele and the Barker Bird. What? That were the cutest things in the world. And uh, they went on sale, limited release on Shop Disney, and they were gone within minutes. And I then bought some on resale. <laughs> and I feel really bad for supporting that market, but they were so cute. So um, I'll link for you guys, and maybe they'll they'll re-release them on Shop Disney. But so anyway, uh, so Orange Bird, we're going to learn about today because he's just so darn cute. And anybody who doesn't know... What he looks like, obviously, we'll we'll give you guys more information in our show notes, but he is just the cutest little mascot you've ever seen. And he basically was, he was the official mascot of the Sunshine Pavilion, which housed the Disney World version of the Tiki Room, which was called Tropical Serenade from the time it opened in 1971. It was actually an opening day Disney World attraction, which it was not at Disneyland, but, or, you know, I the Tiki know Room that. was not, so... And Orange Bird was created by the Florida Citrus Growers, who were the sponsor of the Sunshine Pavilion for the first 10 years. And they, an internal art director, designed this promotional mascot. And around that time, around that 10 years, he was just like this adorable little, you know, 70s celeb in Florida. And he would appear on TV commercials and in print ads. And if you like stopped over on the side of a road for an orange, you'd, you know, there would be orange bird stuff at the little citrus stands he was this just sort of cute little celeb and then after essentially oh i don't know i don't want to get to this part quite yet about phasing him out but i also found disney created a song for him as well and i found this d23 video that came out about six years ago which i'll link to and it's a video of, of richard sherman recently singing the orange bird song with a group of d23 or, you know, the Disneyland official fan club, apparently there there was a group called Melody 23. <laughs> and uh, so this is, I'm going to play quickly a video of Richard Sherman singing the Orange Bird mascot for, uh, song for you guys because it's the cutest thing you'll ever hear. Little orange bird in the orange tree. Little orange bird in the sunshine tree. Would you think of something sunny just for me? Think a funny thought, or a sunny word, that will make me happy little orange bird. Oh my 
god, he's so, so cute. cute. I know. So that's Richard Sherman who wrote that song and obviously so many other beloved Disney songs that we know, like It's a Small World, Everything in Mary Poppins, pretty much anything you can think of, Richard and Robert Sherman wrote. So anyway, that was very, very cute. But now to turn the corner to something a little bit sadder, Orange Bird started to disappear a little after that sponsorship sort of ended. And then when, obviously, he was sort of totally phased out when when Tropical Serenade was replaced by Tiki Room under new management in 1997, which was, for anyone who might not know, a terrible version of the Tiki Room in Walt Disney World where Iago and Zazu took over the show and they just completely overhauled the original 1971 version. That version... Uh, stayed in place until 2011 when there was a quote-unquote mysterious fire that <laughs> essentially had made them, and that's something we maybe will get into in a later episode, but they essentially had to shut down that hated version of the Tiki Room, and they eventually then brought it back to what it is today, which is in 2011 it opened again as Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. So... Something that I came across in that same D23 video was basically that some Imagineers, when they brought back this version of the Tiki Room, basically they just thought, you know, it would be great if we brought back Orange Bird and everyone remembered them from their youth and they thought he was really cute. Uh, So they set about bringing him back and they tracked down the original Orange Bird figurine from 1971 that used to sit atop the Sunshine Pavilion, and they refurbished him, and they repainted him, and now you can find that historic orange bird mascot with a new coat of paint at Sunshine Tree Terrace in Walt Disney World. So go to Sunshine Tree Terrace, find him, and take a picture with him. And just to finish this all off, I found a really cute sentiment from Disney Tourist Blog in 2012, which just said, Even if you don't care about citrus swirls, the orange bird, or anything that has happened in the area of Adventureland over the last year, and this was in 2012, so since they sort of started bringing it back to what it once was or its former glory, uh, she goes on to say, you should see this as a big deal and be happy that it has happened. It is an incremental improvement, to be sure, but it's still a big deal. It's a change that acknowledges Walt Disney World's history and restores a layer of detail to Walt Disney World that is uniquely Walt Disney World. The new Orange Bird Marquee can't be dismissed as a simple crash grab that is being made in an attempt to take money from nostalgic superfans unless they start selling the marquee. Rather, it's a change that demonstrates that the people, at least some of them, in charge of the parks truly care about the small details and making Walt Disney World a special place. If you care about Walt Disney World's history, it's hard to deny the significance of the recent improvements to Sunshine Tree Terrace. So I know we both love Orange Bird and never even necessarily had that lingering emotional connection to him, but I feel like we both just knew there was something special and unique to Disney Parks about him. So I just loved reading about where he came from and knowing we could find the original in Sunshine Tree Terrace because I didn't know that before. When Disney brings back an original, it's so special. It's so special. It's so great. And I love that he has a theme song. I know. That's the happiest song I've ever heard in my life. I know. I'm surprised it's not looped. Maybe it is. We'll have to look into whether or not, if anyone knows, whether they sort of play that or loop that at at Sunshine Tree Terrace. 
Uh, I'd never heard it before, but if they don't, that should definitely be part of the park soundtrack because... Petition. It's a petition! We're going to start so many petitions with this podcast (laughs) for like really tiny, you know, changes in Disney (laughs) parks that we just want to see. So I did notice in the Florida Project, if you've seen that movie, she has an orange bird doll with her. Oh, how cute! Symbol of Florida. Okay. And citrus. Hmm. Yes. And cuteness. I know. I, I always honestly just forget because obviously Anaheim's in Orange County and Disneyland was also once an orange. <laughs> uh, it's hard to it's hard to sort of remember whether he's a California orange or a Florida orange, but uh, he is a Florida orange, and we're so happy that he's back. And go to the Sunshine Tree Terrace and go meet the original orange bird, and that's all. Awesome. (laughs) Take it away, Jess. So you have the happiest, most optimistic fact this week, Mm -hmm. and I have the saddest, most depressing fact this week. Excellent! I think after... Keep listening. (laughs) After sharing this fact, we might have to go back and listen to the Orange Bird song again. Okay. Bring things back up a bit. So do you know who Bobby Driscoll is? I do not. Okay. So my today learned is that... Bobby Driscoll was actually one of the first ever child stars, okay. um, setting the model for what we have today, and he actually has a very tragic story. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, this is going to go to Bummerville. It's not... I don't know. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll orange bird after. It'll be okay. Um, but I do think it's really interesting because... He was the voice of and face of uh, Peter Pan. So whenever you see Peter Pan, who's this um, idol of like never growing up and being a kid forever, it's very juxtaposed with the real life person behind it who also looks like him, who I'm sure wishes he never had to grow up. And so basically the story of Bobby Driscoll, Peter Pan, he was... A Disney live action star in Song of the South, So Dear to My Heart, and Treasure Island. And he was adorable. I'll link to something on YouTube in the show notes just so you can get a sense. Um, But he got a ton of work in Hollywood as a kid. So he was actually the first ever actor that Walt Disney himself put under a long-term contract. So he kind of paved the way for, you know, the future Miley Cyrus and Hilary Duffs um, and having a really amazing child star who can kind of grow with the company. Yeah. So I read on Wikipedia that Bobby Driscoll even won an Academy Award in 1950. It was an award for Outstanding Juvenile Actor of 1949. Okay. And there's a I guess those don't exist anymore. Yeah, one of those old school Oscars. Okay. Um, But yeah, that was him. He won it. There's... An article in Motion Picture and Television Magazine in 1953 that's super cute. It's when Bobby was 15. It was also the same year Peter Pan came out, which sadly was the last Disney movie he would ever make. Um, The article is really optimistic, and it's talking about his normal upbringing, how his parents just treated him like a normal kid with a job, and the job happened to be acting, and they made sure he did his homework and went to bed by 10. And the article ended saying that thanks to Bobby's upbringing, it, quote, looks like Bobby will waltz grandly through both fields, meaning his personal and professional life. But as I mentioned before, this is kind of a sad story, and Peter Pan was the last 
film that Bobby would do for Disney. Wait, sorry. So he was the voice of Peter Pan? He was the voice of Peter Pan, and the character was basically modeled after him. Oh, so wow. he looks very much. Peter Pan, the Disney character, looks very much like Bobby Driscoll. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what Such happened? Such an iconic voice. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he was the face of Disney yeah. in those early years. Those pictures that he was in were so popular. Yeah. He was so popular. And then he hit puberty. And that's where the story kind of takes a turn. So I read two like, ways. I read scared of making any jokes because you're like know. looking at me with these, this is getting tragic eyes. It's about to get tragic. Oh, no, Bobby. I know. Poor Bobby. I mean, it happens to all of us. He got less cute as he got older. Uh, um, and I've read both ways that... He left Disney or Disney fired him. Macaulay Culkin syndrome. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, just this super cute little kid grew up a little, isn't getting the big roles. His contract got cut at Disney for whatever reason. And then he just had a lot of trouble getting acting roles ever since. So there's also on the same bobbydriscoll.net that has a lot of articles kind of detailing his early years and all the positive press. It follows him with articles that hit in his later years of him getting arrested for various reasons he moved to new york city he was part of the posse that hung out with andy warhol and tried to do a more experimental film career there and sounds so terrible he developed a drug addiction and died alone in new york no no and what did he get arrested for do you know very like drugs stealing minor (sighs) things nothing you know, nothing man, terrible, man. but it was just, you know, to see this little child star, I think people really loved that drama of, you know, someone who kind of fell from grace and really didn't want to give him another chance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is the plight of a lot of child stars, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It kind of set the stage for some future not so great situations. Oh, jeez. And so, I don't know, I just thought it was so interesting because now whenever... Since knowing that, whenever I see Peter Pan, you know, the face, his, yeah. the cartoon version is all over Disneyland and Disney merch and everything. Yeah. You can think of the real person behind that and how sad a story was of this kid who didn't want to grow up. Yeah. He did grow up yeah. and kind of didn't find his way later in life. You heard it here first, guys. Jess wants you to be very sad every time you see Peter Pan. That's the big takeaway. Just be real depressed. Just, Look at yes. Peter Pan and just take a moment. We want to give you fun facts to share when you're in the parks, but also reasons to cry. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Have a good cry next to time you entertain, ride Peter Pan. <laughs> to entertain and to bring deep sorrow to your No, that is such a bummer. It's Yeah, oh so gosh. I had to like... Bring it down from Orange Bird. It's like the happiest yeah. fact, and this is like the saddest fact. But oh, I think man. it did put me into a wormhole of just watching his early appearances, and he's so like he has such great screen presence. Yeah. So you can see why he just took off as a child star. But he also was the first one. I think yeah. nobody knew that. You know, now it's kind of a trope or a meme. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people at least now know a little more how to prepare better, have the right people in place for support. And he had none of that. He was, you know, the first one and no one knew, you know, what effect it would have. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad. That's very sad. I'm sorry. I'm 
So, yeah, look at Peter Pan's face, look deep into his eyes, and think about your life. Yeah. And then listen to the Orange Bird song. And then listen to the Orange Bird song. And literally anything else written by Richard and Robert Sherman will make sure that we give you guys a whole sort of slew of both happy and sad videos and links to follow (laughs) in our show notes. Go on an emotional roller coaster with this episode. (laughs) And we'll try to share some extra happy Instagrams this week Mm -hmm. to offset the sadness. But so that's that's what I learned. really interesting. Thanks. Thanks for that, Jess. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming on that emotional roller coaster with us. And if you have any fun facts or interesting things about Disney that you want to share, that you've learned, make sure to, to write to us, to reach out either on our website at TILDisney.com or on Instagram at TILDisney. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks. Thank you. Little orange bird in the orange tree. Little orange bird in the sunshine tree. In the sunshine tree. Would you think of something sunny just for me? Think a funny thought. Or a sunny word. Or a sunny word. That will make me happy, little orange bird.